And now, the conclusion of Fireside with Prince Adam. never made a fucking dime doing this well that's actually not true um every dime we've ever made has gone right back into it word every, I mean, i've yeah. never i've never i've never fucking paid for a meal like I maybe mean, when we walk away with a bunch of money at the end of the night that money goes right back into the fucking business so how it should be yeah at least for starting out you're breaking even from the get-go it's like god you must be doing something right yeah so, yeah, I mean, we've lost a little bit here or there, but it was always just weird shit that right. happened. You but know? people know of the show. Yeah, absolutely. That's all, at absolutely. the end of the day, that's you're over. So what? <laughs> you know? So, okay. I've asked you questions. Alright. Now it's your turn to ask me questions. Oh, don't put me on the spot. You gotta like ask, me, ask me questions. This is the way it goes, man. Okay. Let me try to think of one. You got no um, questions for me? Not really. I mean, dude, I, you know me. I go with the wind, man. You know, like whatever you're creating. There's nothing. Is, there's nothing just... that that you've gone like. What the fuck? Why did you do that? Uh, probably depression. Sell me on depression. I don't. I don't... What do What do you What do you not get? I just don't get it. Like at all. So was there? Mul- there was multiple people doing a gimmick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I'll go and I'll go into this. That, that kind of answers my question. But <laughs> go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there were there were multiple people. Yeah. Um, first it was uh, Ricky Ramita. Big Ricky. And Big Ricky was, was the first yeah. one. Yeah, uh, He was the character, and we had big plans for the character, but uh, Brandon Stroud kind of fucked it up. Mm. And, uh, Fuck that guy. And as I, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And as I tried to kind of like right the ship, um, Ricky had massive back problems and had to retire. Yeah. And then uh, one of the... So the character to me is, is... It really plugs into my love of goofy dungeon of doom type shit and the the thing is is that there was a period in wrestling and it's still kind of there where it was just like guys in black trunks and kick pads and there was just this really pervasive i'm a tough guy yeah it was like this really pervasive (laughs) influence of mma on the business Mm -hmm. and one of the things that always made me really love wrestling was just how i connected with it as a kid you know i loved the undertaker I loved the I loved the more just over the top gimmickry. Uh, like I said, I loved the Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved anything that was slightly comic bookish. And I remember fucking dumbass Albert was like, <laughs> when when fucking uh, when we had Depression come out at one of our last shows, mm-hmm. the crowd popped huge. And um, the thing and Albert said, oh. Finally, you got, it took you seven years to get him over, but you finally did it. But the thing is, is that if you go back and you look at all the footage of that character, mm-hmm. every time his music hit, the crowd jumps up. No shit. Okay? Yeah. So there's a crowd response to it. And I think the thing is, is that for a lot of people, they connect wrestling with the innocence of their childhood. Mm. There's a certain level of pageantry and, and silliness to it. And uh, I think the the color and the fantasy of wrestling is is something that's really absent. I think in an era where so many people are just like tough guys, when you throw something out there that's a little, um, just a little different. Like when I made um, when I made Greg James start wearing corpse paint, it was different. Mm. And even he he used to run from my wife when she tried to put the corpse paint on him. <laughs> but then but then when he went out, he said he said he he fought that for the longest time. Mm. 
But then he went out to uh, Louisiana and he went out there and the crowd, he said, went nuts. And he said, I realized at that point that I was the only guy doing this shit. Yeah. And that was what set me apart. I think that uh, so. So with depression, what I really wanted to do is I wanted to create a monster. Mm. I wanted to create a monster that that was that was colorful, that was kind of cartoony. But that I wasn't going to push as a joke. I was going to push as like a legitimate threat that I could put a title on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there were a lot of things that we were going to do that were odd with the character that were kind of fantastical. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely where I was, was headed with it. For sure. I wanted to put titles on the character. And I just wanted to create this character that was just, it felt out of time. You know, it didn't feel like yeah. modern, didn't feel, you know didn't feel didn't feel like any it just felt like in, from another place entirely and see that is the creativity i'm talking about you know what i mean but if you saddle that with somebody that doesn't really get the creativity in the story or yeah. like the vision behind it and i just want i want to be a wrestler yeah it kind of fucks up you know so i'm like well, I, I, okay you sold yeah. me on it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you sold me on it well so, i yeah. think i think you know what's really funny is the guy that uh, is currently playing depression. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I feel like I can talk about this now a little bit. Um, I always felt like he was really awkwardly packaged. I'm not going to say his name, um, but you know when I would see him, I always thought he was kind of like this really kind of angelic, sweet character. He was an, as a person, he was an angelic kind of sweet guy. And so whenever I saw him come out with bullet holes in his trunks, acting like an asshole, I was just like this, I don't buy this. You do. And, uh, so when he, when we started up inspire, all these people were like, are you going to bring him in? Are you going to bring him in? And, uh, I said, yeah, but I want to make him every time he was on a card, people just like fuck with him. Like the, the crowd would just turn on him. And so I, I was, I had this task in my head. I was like, oh, I'm going to bring this guy in and I'm going to play upon his likability and I'm going to give him a gimmick that he's going to think is silly, but it's going to get him over. Mm. And that gimmick was, I wanted him to be a wrestling pizza man. And oh, okay. I, and I had, and I, and so he was going to come out. We had a pizza sponsorship. The people that originally ran uh, the Marquesa space uh-huh. uh, owned the parlor. So he was going to come out with like, 10 pizzas and hand out slices. And I was going to have him do the pizza cutter, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was like a stone cold stunner with a pizza cutter. And, uh, and the thing is, is that there's no fucking way that this guy wouldn't have gotten over. And, and to me, it was also rooted in his fundamental toughness because the thing is, is that when people are out delivering shit, I don't know any pizza guy that's never not been fucking robbed. Okay. Right. So a lot of the guys that I know that do delivery are kind of tough asses and they are always running up against the weirdest, most fucked up shit. Right. And so a lot of the promos that I wrote for him, which he like eventually like bailed on, were him basically beating the shit out of somebody with a ski mask and then going, I'm coming to inspire, you know, I'm getting <laughs> off these streets and I'm bringing pizza and, you know, but if we'd done it in the way that I, I saw, I saw in my head, yeah. He would have been the most over-fucking wrestler in all of Texas at that point. And I think I can prove that by the fact that there's a guy named Luigi doing basically what he does. It's probably... At so, the, yeah. When you dropped the title to him, was probably arguably the most over-wrestler yeah. in Texas. So, so over here, 
over here I've got this I've got this concept and everybody at that it's point was like argue there. Yeah. all these people were like this is this is stupid why are you putting him down and like I wasn't trying to defame anybody like I don't go out there and go I'm gonna put this guy in this fucking horrible gimmick to shame him I'm not Vince I'm running a small indie show and my entire motivation mm-hmm. is to make shit good mm-hmm. and to make people excited right. and happy to get to get into those seats and be there. Right. Because that machine's going to make money either way. Yeah. We need to make money. So yeah. like, people don't necessarily maybe like you don't get depression. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that what what you're not, I guess you're like you're too fixated on him rather than, than the crowd and seeing right. how they respond. Because or the, the fact that I brought up depression, I'm talking about him. Yeah. obviously yeah it's some, so it's but it's like, something yeah. it's something weird he kind of sticks out yeah. right so the thing is is that i really wanted to create this monster character too that i could kind of put different people in i did it with mm-hmm. cody you know yeah and that, that's um, how i got introduced to him man, yeah you know? so cody wasn't the original character mm-hmm. cody was cody cody came back after cody came back with greg simons and greg simons was the self-help guy who had helped depression lose a bunch of weight so that was kind of like the angle <laughs> right awesome, and then <laughs> and then he went away because I was just like, Cody's ready to kind of stand on his own. Yeah. Sometimes I give people dumb shit to do just because I want to see how malleable they are. Like, mm-hmm. I need to see, like, how just, well, it's, you know. As a performer, right? Like, yeah. you kind of want to be that. You kind of need to be that. Some people are like Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves just does his thing. He does the Keanu thing, and he makes money doing it. Yeah. I Not that I'm any kind of good at what I do or think I am. It's just, but I, I've always suspected, like, the Marlon Brandos, yeah. the Al Pacinos, the people, the fucking uh, people that are like that. They can yeah. be like, I can be this, I can be that, I can do that, I can do this. Like, you know, I just that's my cup of tea. You know, yeah. So like, I do get excited when people bring me different ideas, as long as that idea is challenging, right, and creative, yeah, and thought out. I'm gonna do it. If it's not, then it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. to me, depression was just kind of supposed to be this weird. Um, this weird riff on kind of a depression era Leatherface, mm. but he was also heavily influenced uh, by the Bioshock games oh, because there were you know the, the spli- big daddies, huh? yeah, the big daddies, mm. the splicers, yeah, no, because actually the you never saw Ramita as mm. depression because mm. Ramita's a big guy, yeah, so, that was so big, yeah, and I had this exquisite. Uh, uh, a female mm-hmm. manager with him who did she was you know she was slight compared to him yeah. and all she did was scream in french the entire time <laughs> and so people were really captivated because she was great she was like nasty screaming right. the entire time banging on the mat screaming in french no one could understand what she was saying and the whole story that i had that didn't ever really get revealed was that she basically he was this baby Huey type character who had eaten his family out of house and home mm. and because it was a depression era they had to get rid of him they kicked him out with his nanny mm-hmm. and so he's wandering around with his French nanny and she's you know yeah. the, the whole course, idea. yeah yeah thought out <clears throat> mm-hmm. very thought out and then you gave it to some like you know you know not Ricky I'm not talking about Ricky of course but then you know We'll say it, Thomas. You gave it to like a Thomas Minos who can't fucking, you know. But I never did, you know. You never did? He Tom- wasn't depression? No, never. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Well, shit, I'm my bad, dude. I thought Thomas was. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought he was depression. No, I, I gave Thomas a, uh, well, Thomas, Thomas doesn't fucking listen. So. Um, <laughs> well, that's exactly why I had a problem with depression. Because I was like, no, I no, it no, no. It was, okay. it was, it was Ricky Ramita. Uh-huh. And then it was Cody Lane. 
and um, now it's somebody else, but I don't want to say who it is. Right, of course. So, because I think, because like nobody knew who it was, and I thought that that was really good. There were people in the fucking locker room who didn't know who was who who he was initially. Dude, I thought it was like a string of people. No, two guys, only two guys, and that's what I think is so great because there were people who were always trying to guess who it was. Same with the the, the same with the the um the Red Scare character. Uh-huh. You know, people were like, I thought that was just one guy. That was like, two. <laughs> see what I mean? Um, okay, okay. Well, that see that was my original problem yeah. with uh, like depression. I felt like because I thought it was like a slew of guys no. that you're just hot potatoing this gimmick to. You know what I mean? Be like no. trying to get this over. You know what I mean? No, so. I mean, well, the thing is, is that it was it was never me like trying to. Also, you got to keep this in mind. Mm. When Cody took over the gimmick, when we decided to put him under the hood, mm-hmm. he was bigger. Yeah, he was Chub Lane. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty I big. Miss, I miss and so, Cody. And so, so when, Co- when like eventually, like I decided to put him in it, he loses a bunch of weight suddenly. So he came across as very different, you know. <laughs> so I mean, he was a bigger guy, yeah. and like uh, you know, not to say like he was like Ricky size, but it yeah. was more believable. Yeah. No, he was. Know? He was. He was stocky. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then, Stop but then, but then he just went whoom and lost all the weight, <laughs> yeah. and so he's like kind of like this bean pole uh, in the in the gimmick. But um, no, I wasn't hot potatoing it at all. Like I had, I had plans to kind of build this big masked stable. Word. You know, okay. I think I think also like children respond to that stuff. It's like when you mm. see. I think I had someone really pushing to make Fuego a heel in our company, and I said that guy's an action figure. Why would you fucking do that? You know, that is strange. He has so much. Yeah, it was fucking nastico. And I'm like, why the fuck would I put Fuego with you? Fuego doesn't fucking need you. A, B, Mm -hmm. you're a fucking heel. C, kids love that guy. Why would you want to make little kids that are buying tickets like or whatever, like through their parents? Like, why would you why would you alienate them by making this guy who is a natural born action figure a heel? That's stupid. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's, you know. So, yeah, dude, if if I were. If I were able, I'd be doing a lot more stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I think, like I said, I think a lot of people, like Albert saying like, oh, you finally got him over. Like he was always over. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's another, another fun fact. Out of all the people who've kind of like come and gone mm-hmm. on our roster, people are always asking in our email, what happened to depression? Is depression coming back? Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um. I think wrestling is a place where there should be more ultimate creativity and weird shit going on. Right. I mean, you know, no, no, nobody's gonna fucking tell you that they that they hated the Undertaker as a kid. I was about to bring up that, like the Undertaker, or like some of the biggest stars today, right? Like, yeah, it's completely opposite of the Undertaker, but a guy like Orange Cassidy, right? Yeah. Come on now. Well, like, he but he's it. like such a broad character. Yeah. You know, and I think those those things to me are are. Are interesting because they're just so different. Everybody's so hell bent on being the the guy in the dark tights doing blah 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 instead of just like really doing a lot to set themselves apart. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, when it comes to like a performer having some input in it, and like you bring them an idea and. They either stonewall you or maybe not even stonewall is the right way to be it. But like, you're like, okay, I like it, but can we tweak it a little bit? Are you all for that or anything? You know, it really depends, right? It depends. Like you at know. the end of the day, it is your show. You know, so. it's it's definitely it's definitely my show. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes 
people take an idea and they turn it into something that makes it not what it is supposed to be, you know? Right. I mean... I thought that's what, what happened to depression, you de- know? No, depression was always mm-hmm. kind of in line with what I wanted it to be. It was mm-hmm. just, you know... <clears throat> and, and just to be above board, this is all coming from people talking to me about depression, because I didn't see any of, like... I, I try to go back and watch the old yeah. Inspire shows because the matches are on there and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is all from knowledge of people talking about depression. When they're like, talking about them. Yeah. Huh? They're talking about them. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, and it's like... and But also, like, you know, here, here at the end of the day, here's the deal. The people that are talking shit, they can go fuck themselves because guess what? I'm paying them. They're not paying me. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, what I'm trying to do is get the money of the people that I'm popping. And do they pop? Fuck yes. You don't believe me? Go look at that fucking footage and tell me that people don't lose their fucking minds when you watch through the curtains. exactly right, man. The end. The end. Fuck it. End you know? game, bitches. It's you know? what it is. And yeah, it's, people get so weird about it, yeah. you know? Like I yeah. said, like, at least... Motherfuckers are thinking about you. Yeah. You know? yeah. They want a book. Yeah. People get frust- yeah. people get frustrated about dumb shit. People yeah. get frustrated about depression instead of like actually talking about the guy that didn't pay a bunch of people. Fuck that. That yeah. pisses me off. Yeah, I catch shit. I catch shit ultimately for doing stuff that's cre- creative and that ultimately yields paydays that actually keep people getting paid. Mm-hmm. And you're going to fucking bitch about me putting some dude in a burlap fucking sack? <laughs> yeah. Like, really? That pisses you off? Right. And also, it's like not about those guys, you know? Mm-hmm. If most of the guys did shows for the boys, the fucking crowds would hate that shit. Right. But again, it goes back to people thinking that marks don't know any better. Right. Man, you need to have JoJo on this motherfucker. Have you had JoJo on this motherfucker? No, I tried, man. He won't show up. <sighs> Maybe I'll talk to him. Not that I'm going to convince him or anything, but yeah. I think because he his take on the business is exactly that. Like, are we just performing for us? Is yeah. This what, is this it? Have we lost all semblance of performing for them, the people that are paying fucking money to see this? And that's It, it, it happens like that a lot, mm-hmm. I think. I think a lot of people think that they know better, and yeah. they don't. That's not that's not how it works. Exactly. Like, you're making, you know, it's it's like being a chef. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you're not cooking for yourself. You're trying to create a generally pleasant experience that's palatable for, uh, I, I don't know, like, you can make something that's really refined and 80% right. of the people that taste it are going to spit it out, mm-hmm. you know? But you know everything because you went to fucking culinary school. Right. But ultimately, fuck you because those people aren't going to buy that shit because it tastes bad right. to them. And the people that are, there's people that are special like that, though, because I, I agree with you. But there are people that's like, look, I'm going to make this fucking thing. It's fucking good. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to love it, right? Yeah. And it turns out they eat it. My God, this is the best fucking thing i ever had. Those people are fucking special. Uh-huh. The problem is everybody thinks they're that person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because I can go out there and not, I've had duds. I've bombed before, right? And that's yeah. just what it is. But I feel fairly confident now that I can go out there and have a match. You can read the room? I can Oh my god. That's a big thing. It's a big thing. I can yeah. see out in the audience and be like, okay, they're popping for this. Everything we called, that's out the window. Let's the, do something else. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, it's yeah. like, people always go like, are you ever going to run anywhere else? And I'm like, no, because like, I, first of all, I don't want to run in a lot of other places because that's not the style that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what goes over in San Antonio is not necessarily going to go over with our crowd. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's kind of like it's kind of like when we'd have people come in and I I have to explain what is going to work, mm-hmm. you know. Tempo was a guy that didn't necessarily understand certain things that we were doing. Like he didn't necessarily always understand opening with the fucking bomb, like o- opening with something crazy. Right. And I'd always say like 
you know, all these other companies, you know, they do this kind of cold curtain jerk. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing that, you know. But then we had that crazy match that we opened with. Where it was like him and Zach where we traded the title mm-hmm. and the crowd was just nuts. And he was like, I get it now because mm-hmm. that made everybody just get up. And it was just what the fuck's next? Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it was crazy. Like it was crazy. That, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy the whole, whole night through. It sets the bar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it sets the energy level. Right. Do y'all have like obviously going into show and yet there's a certain quality to it right going into it but like do you have throwaway matches i feel like you guys never. don't right never because there is no. that old adage right that yeah well like okay well this match is just you know i'm servicing somebody in the bag and you know yeah. go out there no and fuck around. never never i've never done that i oh. think i think um i fucking i think i, I hate mentioning him so much because you know yeah um but i'm gonna mention albert again um the way that so i, I like doing battle royals okay mm-hmm. Metal Royals for me are an opportunity to see if people take direction. And when Albert heard me say that, he was like, Argh. you know, he just scoffed. <laughs> and it's like, no, man, sorry. I got to know if you're going to fucking listen. I mean, not that yeah. Albert ever fucking listened to me, but like. <laughs> Beats there, to his own drum. But yeah, but it's like, look, okay, so if you've ever been in one of our Battle Royals, you know that they're pretty heavily scripted. Mm. But the thing is, is that I'm not trying to like hit every fucking, you know, period on every right. page. If I get 60% of all those pages, it's going to be a hundred percent better than what you see in any other company. Mm-hmm. Like all the end, like I had, I had a NWA promoter from Louisiana come up to me and go like, that was the best battle Royal I've seen like ever. And that like, to me was a huge honor. He's like, everything had a function. Um, but to me, those are where I test people. Mm. If you can follow direction and you can keep your shit together and be about your head and just like follow fall into the chemistry of it, mm-hmm. I can do pretty much anything with you. If I know you, if I know that you're willing to do this and you're willing to like nail it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that totally makes sense, dude. Yeah. I mean, clearly, it's a job. Yeah. This is a job. It is a job. You can't fucking do your job. Then what the fuck? You know. Just well, I'm gonna pay you. That's that's the thing is that like sometimes I'm just like just fucking listen to me. Just do what I say. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Because ultimately, that's another thing. I have so many people who are just like, oh, I think we should do this. And it's like, cool, are you going to pay the building at the end of the night? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. You know, people are like, oh, you need to listen to me. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't have to do shit. And motherfuckers, they just, they, <laughs> they, they're not over. Like, I'm sorry. No. Do you draw a dime? Right? No. If my rate is this, can I justify that many tickets sold to see me, you know? Yeah. Come on now, <laughs> like it's that's not that hard to figure out who no. are you trained by, not only who are you trained by, how long you've been doing this, where you worked, are you doing anything? I had this, I had this moment, not to name drop again, but Jake the Snake had a seminar, right? I was so young in the business, I was like, this is fucking cool for this price. Let me fucking go, right? Yeah. So I went, and his whole seminar was just him sitting down talking about the business, whatever. We asked him questions, but anyway, afterwards he kind of hung out afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. After everyone left and. Whatever, and I say, hey man, like I'm having problems with where I'm training at, and he's like, well, where are you training? And I was like, well, I'm training over here. And he's like, well, have they done anything in the business? I'm like, no. Okay. Have they trained anybody? Oh, nope. I'm like, I mean, only a few people, but that's arguably at that point, you know. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. Well then, fucking get out. <laughs> I was like, all right, thanks, Jake. <laughs> but yeah, it's like. And a lot of people are carrying around this mentality of like, I'm somebody. I'm somebody because somebody good tells me I'm good. Yeah. Right? And that kind of happens with me too. I'm kind of like the Forrest Gump of Texas wrestling, I feel like. Um, 
But I really try not to be the guy that's like, it's not going to work for me, brother. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'm not going to work this show because fuck you. You know, you should know me by now. Yeah. And that mentality carries over around and a lot of people just have that. I've attitude, had I've know. had people who like they'll they'll like show up after being booked months out and <clears throat> when they get their fucking papers they're like I ain't doing this and I'm like but you knew what's up you knew, yeah I said okay well yeah. if the, if what you were gonna do was such a big fucking deal mm-hmm. you should have fucking walked through that two months ago mm-hmm. for sure and then they'll go okay well, we'll do it and then they'll do it and I'm like oh, that right. was that was pretty good and I'm like yeah thanks. <laughs> they want to give you the satisfaction. Yeah. Or the people, it's just like, I'm over over here. Yeah, but you're also like friends with the guy running the promotion. Yeah. Or you're also like helping run the promotion. Yeah, no. That doesn't equal over to me. That to, doesn't equal talent. To me, to, so to me, chiefly, I want to create a locker room environment that is pleasant. Mm-hmm. So there are people that I think are very talented but by virtue of the fact that they are total buttholes, I won't have them in that room because I don't really need the hassle. Of course. No one, no one's attitude mm-hmm. um, is justifiable. Right. We so, shouldn't bend over backwards for people. Nope. That's a, and then again, that's about cleaning it up. Right. You know? For sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is. Like I just, like I, I, I never do favors. Um, I'm not just putting my friends on the card. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> it's all about really pushing. Oh, Ooh, we just we've, a- little... we've angered the wrestling gods. <laughs> yeah, we just got a little thunder here. I think we're about to get a thunderstorm. Yeah, brother. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully Zeus doesn't strike us down. Right. That's fine, um, man. You want to get a part two sometime later? Go no, on. you know what? We're gonna keep going. Oh, okay. We're gonna keep going and Go just ahead. you know. Um, I'm, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Please. Here's a question for you. This is something I actually wanted to bring up, and I just remembered. Okay. Um, do you think, and I think this is this is an interesting thing because I talked about this really recently, and I keep going back to the punk rock well because I think I think it's applicable. You know, um, I think a lot of bands that make actually any genre of music uh, now tend to be really flat or bad, and I think that <laughs> that is because. All they do is listen to the respective genre that they are within. Mm. They don't listen to things outside of it. I think like internet culture is a big big reason for this because, <clears throat> for example, when you went out into the wild and you used to go record digging and you you know you'd see all this shit. There's a periphery, but when you're on the internet, it's tunnel vision mm. and you you specifically get what you're fucking looking for. You know, mm. and so I think you you would tend to have all these people back in the day who kind of have an acute awareness of other things going on around them. And I feel like, for example, punk people make boring music now because all they do is listen to punk. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you think wrestlers similarly are stunted in some ways now because they don't really pay attention? So, so this is the, the, the reason I'm asking this question mm-hmm. is this. I find you to be a, a really smart guy, oh, shit. <laughs> and you have uh, you have an awareness of films and music, and I feel like uh, it makes you a more complete human being. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people who are in the business, all they do is fixate on the business, yeah, and they're not really interested in other forms of art, so they can't really draw mm-hmm. draw in from that. It's like 
I know that you're probably the kind of guy that's watched a film because you dive deep into film. Yeah. And you probably see some weird nuance of a character or something that's occurred in a film or something that's happened dramatically. Yeah. You know, I know a lot. I've, I've known a lot of wrestlers who've been like really into Kurosawa and they'll watch something. Oh, shit. They'll watch yeah. something like, you know, Toshiro Mifune did, mm-hmm. like some weird facial expression or some yeah. like body language. Like, that's I just in- saw 47 Ronin the other oh, day. Oh, yeah. 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 It's on HBO Max. So I was like, fuck, yeah. Like, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but like, like I said, also, like, you look at, there are a lot of wrestlers who, um, I think would benefit from actually watching, say, Charlie Chaplin or Jackie Chan or watching like a lot of like silent film because like, you know, you're in it's giving goosebumps. Well, I'm do, not but, gonna lie to you. but do you know what I mean? It's like you watch you watch the body language of guys like uh, Harold Lloyd um, in films and you see how they're moving. And it's like the silent film to me versus being in a ring. There's a yeah. lot of similarities because people can't really hear Word. you. So you have to be really like, like you have to engage yeah. in a way that really utilizes your body, just like they did in silent film. Yeah. I think I've had this. First of all, a lot of people you meet in wrestling have fucking horrible taste. Yeah, there's a lot of red hot chili sure. pepper fans in fucking wrestling. Yo, I was at a show. <laughs> I was at a show two weeks ago, and I, and I think I told you I was like, dude, somebody just came out to red hot chili peppers. Like it happens, fuck, man. <laughs> oh god, dude. Oh yeah. shit. I remember when we first started doing this, I would not let people come out to certain songs. I yeah, was like, it's fuck so, no. so hokey. And yeah, it, it, it's such it's so baseline too. Yeah, I'm gonna come. Out, I'm gonna come out to shine down, brother. And I'm like, oh, no, you're no, you're fucking not. not. Fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> not in my town. It's ah, it's so muddy. But uh, to touch on your. Uh, on your previous point, man. I, first of all, I'm a Buster Keaton guy. He had more balls, yeah. you know. Um, more balls. Like, come on now, Buster Keaton doing his own shit. Buster Keaton, Buster Keaton's great, but like, I think I don't know why. Why? Why? What is with people always bagging on fucking Chaplin? Lately? I mean, Chaplin's great. He's great. He's awesome, man. But, uh, but you the know, dictator? He, the dictator okay, didn't okay. take balls? Yeah, I did. What you're about, very, you're okay, very right. Okay, you're very right on that. You know what I learned the other yeah. day? You know what I learned the other day uh-huh. that I did not fucking know? And right. I feel stupid. I, I feel like maybe I knew this at some point, uh-huh. but I didn't know it. I've maybe forgotten it. But Jackie Coogan, who played Fester, uh-huh. played the kid in The Kid. Oh, shit. He's the little boy. Fuck, man. You don't see any, like, more Hollywood royalty, like, kind of like that. Yeah. Anymore. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Hey, anyway, all I'm saying is Charlie Chaplin's Metallica, Buster Keaton's Anthrax, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's rough. Just think about it. Oh, <laughs> Just man. think about it. I they love both, They both had some pretty bad periods. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I love Anthrax, too. But but do you know what I mean? I, th- I yeah. feel like a lot of wrestlers, because they're so tunnel vision on, rest, on, the, business. on the business and wrestling. Because I, I have think, to love it. I think it's good, yeah. I think it's good to know, be enthusiastic and to yeah. know your craft. But I feel like a lot of wrestlers would benefit from being exposed to other, yeah. other culture. But they're not really open to it. And um, unconsciously, I, I was like that. Um, and I've always been like that. It. We, me and you had a conversation one time about not watching wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, if you if people are in the business and you're not watching wrestling, what are the fuck? And I, at that time, I was like, yeah, that makes sense, you know? Because I was surrounded by people that were getting in the business and I didn't think, watch wrestling. And I think, you know I, I, mean? I th- actually, I think I talked shit to you. No, you didn't. No, I did. I did. I think I told you that uh, since starting a company, uh-huh. I am so fixated on what I do and so full of, full of like, just this experience that... I'm. I've been put off from watching a lot of other products. Uh-huh. I think I said that to you. But I mean, you, were, you were forgiving, of course. I, did, I, I mean, I just didn't take it as you talking shit. Yeah, no. I no. thought I was like, oh, this guy wants to engage in a conversation with me. Let's engage in the conversation. Yeah. I, there was no qualms or no like 
well, I'm, a, I'm about to wreck this guy's shit because he doesn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, okay, well, look, he has a take. Let me let me think about it. Well, but I've also I've also yeah. watched a lot of wrestling in the past. I just don't. Like, Obviously. Yeah. You know, you know what the fuck to talk about. But it's the adage was I didn't get it at the time because I was surrounded by people that were fairly new to it and trying to, you know, have uh, a skill set and a craft. But they didn't understand it. You yeah. Know? Which I'm like, okay, well, you kind of need to watch it. You know what I mean? It's somewhat. As opposed to being like, I look good and I'm in the ring. So pay me, right? Yeah. Um, and until fairly recently, because I, I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to anymore. Yeah. I don't. And But you're exactly right. Um, I get my influences from wrestling, yeah. But from like a Jackie Chan. I just did this thing with Cody Lane. Um we filmed it in a mall, right, for um, the open range title, the self-proclaimed open range title. We just did that fucking thing, right? <laughs> I know. Max is already shaking his head. Man. But we filmed the thing, right, and they, were, they kept calling it a cinematic match. And I was like, this isn't a cinematic match. This is Jackie Chan, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to take wrestling out of this. This isn't wrestling, you know? This is something yeah. else. This is something fun, you know? Um... I give influences from people like Freddie Mercury, people like Mike Patton, you know, but, um, Jonathan Good Davis. Good front man. You know? God, dude, dude, that's... I'm saying. I mean, man. that's like, and that's a brilliant approach because right. I, I don't think a lot of uh, wrestlers look at themselves as front men. They are. And they they, they command be. a crowd. Yeah. I'm spilling the secrets now, but you know. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. Well, apparently the secrets are lost on a lot of people that are in the fucking business and I know a lot of boys listen to this show. And see, that's... So. I don't understand that. Come on, you can't you can't tell me that two 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 and a half minutes of Freddie Mercury at Wembley. Yeah. When he's just no. Yep. And the crowd's like no. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> big pop, right? Yeah. Like that's wrestling, dude. Yeah. Come on, get your head out your ass and just draw from. See, it. that's okay. So just going back to depression mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Depression for me brought something back to wrestling um, called fun. Mm. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm yes, saying? Yes, exactly. That's, and what you're talking about is like, I think a lot of people are so, like you say, get your head out of your ass. So many people are so ego-driven in the business that they can't do something that maybe is a little silly, a little right. goofy. They can't lose themselves in something because they're so uh, hell-bound when it comes to just making themselves look good. Mm-hmm. It's not really about the crowd. It's about themselves, and it's about. Yeah. It's not about creating a moment. It's not about. That's what I love about Matthew Palmer so much is that he mm-hmm. he really divorces himself from his wrestling character. Exactly. And so he's not worried about looking bad. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys that are just like, I don't want to look bad, and it's like, then do it. I mean, yeah. Then don't do it. Then. I mean, you're, gonna, you're already half naked in front of a crowd anyway. Yeah, you need to look don't bad. Go to the gym. At you all, need. Clearly, so. You need to. Look- <laughs> You already look bad, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not to body shame anybody, but all I'm saying is knock knock yourself down a few pounds. Oh, yeah. You know? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, man, you know what? You can be superficial because sometimes right. you have to be superficial in this business. That's just what it is. You're in the wrong business now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to... I was in... You brought up Matthew Palmer, man. He was a, a fellow thespian, you know? Yeah. Um, the business I was in before pro wrestling, I was in the acting business in Dallas. Really? I, I did not know yeah. this. Yeah. Made a little little change here. Really, there, it it also explains some stuff. I think some of the best the best wrestlers are fucking 
act well, they, former actors they get to it. some extent. Yeah, they get it. This is a performance, and I might kill the business saying that, but this is a performance. No, you're not killing you know the business. I think at this point, everybody knows. Right, the secret's out. Nobody, nobody. I mean, nobody's. If I think at this point, if somebody thinks it's real, uh, they need meds. Right. You know, but there's there's also that fine line there because I, you I can say fuck with I it. say that there's there's a performance aspect of it. Too. Yeah. But at the same time, me, I think fucking Facebook and Twitter promos and all that social media kayfabe is so fucking whack to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to gatekeep on that. I just think it's whack. I, I get cut, promos cut on me. Or, like, I get people that are, like, filming a promo in their fucking bathroom. I or, hate that shit. I hate that shit, too. It's like, you're a fucking... Okay, you're a, a spooky gimmick, but you in a garage. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know? Or, um... There's no... Dude, the yeah. reason... So, I, I... This is something I catch shit for. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when people do that for a company. Mm. Because I want everything that I present as a promoter to be of a certain quality. You know? Right. And so many... And, and, and it's like... I think the, I think the Fed kind of made that popular when they started that... What was that social media platform that they had where they had guys, like, recording promos on their fucking phones and shit? I think Tout. Yeah, Tout. <laughs> it, looked, yeah. it looked like garbage. I, got, I, right. get, I get that they were going with the zeitgeist. But I think a Fed can do that. Me, yep. personally, if something looks Bush League, it just makes the company look Bush and League. that's the thing. Bush League. Yeah. And a lot of people... No, it's some flea market yeah, bullshit. Put I, a lot I, of effort yeah. into that. So, that. I mean, like... like a, what the fuck? Yeah, so a lot of the a lot of the media that our company generates, a lot of the backstage mm-hmm. stuff, it looks it looks of a certain quality mm-hmm. at this point. Um, if we have a promo done, it looks of a certain quality. Right. I don't want some asshole with this fucking Samsung in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know... And his fucking jammies, yeah, uh, promoting my show. Yeah, it just I think it I think it I think it reads like shit for sure. So I I'm with you there. Yeah, it, it's just uh, I, it, it's a fine line we play with. Where we're like, this is shit, but it's not. And then we flip it around and we're like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> like I just said that was shit, but then I clearly like this one thing. You know what I mean? So that's where I have trouble with uh, like differentiating that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what were we talking about? Oh, the fucking uh, front men, right? Like, you need you need to have other flamboyance. Yeah, you need and to have yeah, flamboyance. Even that that there's also nuance to it. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, like, ugh, I don't. Basically, I think I think we right. we agree that all wrestlers should watch more silent films. Of course. Yeah. So just for the body movement alone, like yeah. again, just I can name drop again, but I don't fucking care. He's my friend. Fuck you all if y'all think otherwise, right? But Ricky, man, like. One of the, the, the best fun mm. nights that I've ever had on this earth. Like, not even in wrestling. which is just me and him were drunk as fuck in my apartment. And we were watching Rick James live and just cycling through old funk and R&B, like, live videos. Mm-hmm. And being like, bro, did you see what they did when they did that? And they hit the chorus. Like, you fucking oh, yeah. greatest. I was like, that is dope, right? Like, come yeah. on. All that's pro. Everything is pro wrestling. Yeah. At the end of Prince. the day. Prince. James Brown. Give me into the Prince, man. Yeah. Like for real, my name's Salmon. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam and Dave. Like yeah. you watch, you watch Sam and Dave. Like you watch a lot of those old Stax performers. You watch Sam and Dave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen a, the the footage. Okay, mm-hmm. Sam and Dave, these two black guys. Mm-hmm. They go to fucking, <clears throat> they go to fucking London, predominantly white audience, and they get out there, and that crowd goes fucking that no shit. They just control. They dominate right. that crowd, and they've just got the crowd in the palm of their hands. Mm-hmm. And you just see them 
really just they electrify the crowd mm-hmm. and i don't think a lot of people get that like yeah. a lot of uh, so many people phone it in too when they don't think anything any they they, they kind of like look at them like oh this is beneath me so i'm gonna kind of dial it back yeah. it's like yeah no 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 it's not you know it's it's probably the most it's the most pure form of art because everything's in it you know yeah at least what it is i watched um hey, say what you want about the movie but i watched the new it movie right yeah and the remake and all I kept thinking out throughout the whole movie was like, man, Pennywise gets good heat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just because there was this one movie where he's coming out of like the cupboard and he's moving yeah. all weird. And I was like, dude, the guy that played this fucking role yeah. really put into body movement. And you know, when I went to, when I went to acting school. Dude, depression did. That's right. another thing. Okay. 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 So, you know, and one of my favorite things about the Michael Myers character is that in, in a lot of people, you look at the first film, mm-hmm. particularly the first film, uh, you, at the beginning you know that Michael's a child, like he right. does his thing, but the thing is is that the body movement, if you really pay attention, yeah. he still kind of walks around like a little kid. Yeah. And like there's this moment where after he kind of like, like impales that guy to the door, and he does this kind of weird like head cock thing. Yeah. And it's like this like kind of this moment of like weird childlike wonder. Um, and actually that's something that we kind of folded into depression. If you watch yeah. his matches, he does this thing where he just kind of like cocks his head sometimes yeah. at people. Well, dude, I mean that, again, it goes with people getting their head out their ass. Like that influenced probably two of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Who are that? Kane and Undertaker. Yeah. There's many of interviews where Kane was like, when I did that head turn, when I was looking at Taker, yeah. it was Michael Myers. Yeah. Completely blatantly ripped off. Right. Yeah. But no, I'm just going to fucking jerk off to Antonio Inoki matches and think that's good wrestling, you know? Which is, it's not even that, it's not even good for the most part. But yeah, dude, guys, get out there. Like, watch some front, man. Like, seriously, diverge, diverge from, dude, you know, and you know, even, you know, even more so, I think one thing that would benefit people out there, like, who are in the business motherfuckers get into some stand-up comedy oh yeah it's the same business Holy besides shit. the bumps bro. yeah it's the same fucking business besides the bumps yeah timing working the crowd yeah the miles they have to fucking go out there and pay their dues oh my god you know? yeah and and not to suck ricky's dick too much but that guy that guy to me he is just he's the essence of uh all that is great about pro wrestling because he's why he is what it takes to succeed at being a good pro wrestler because mm-hmm. he's um Man, it's his body language. It's how right. he, I think he's like one of the best sellers in the world. Mm, yeah. Like he makes you believe that he's going to die. Yeah. Like in some weird way. And this is a weird comparison, but like Hogan level selling. Yep. I mean, you know? I definitely agree with that. There's times in training where I'm like, fuck, I heard him. But then he's, he's just working. Yeah. You know? And uh, a lot of that comes with being young in the business and not wanting to hurt the guy that's been here before and <laughs> yeah. over, obviously making money yeah, yeah. doing it. But there's still that level of fuck that that's real yeah you know that tap that but also why, why did we win academy awards at least back in the day right uh-huh. it's like that was real that was yeah. real emotion we're seeing and that's that's one thing he's just born with that he taps into easy you know making the shit fucking real and he's got a good sense of humor that's another of course. thing that's <laughs> why when i bring stand-up into it yeah. too you mm-hmm. like a, a lot of the way that comedians engage people you don't i don't know i feel like a lot of guys are just like staring at the hard cam that's not there right um but yeah dude like guys out there watch watch fucking sam kinnison oh dude (laughs) 
Yeah, watch, watch Kinnison. Watch fucking James Brown. Right, watch, James Brown, brother. Watch, Goddamn. You know, uh, Bernie Mac. Yes. That's somebody that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, that, guy, that guy will teach you how to yell at somebody. Yeah, man. Or fucking your way with words. Get Develop a cadence, man. You know, like... I, I was the guy that had that fucking Bush League gimmick starting out, right? But then stuff starts getting stripped away, and I started becoming more authentically me. And, you know, not that I'm anybody or any kind of thing, but the people that I respect always put me over is because of yeah. like, that's fuck you get it, you know? And, I, and I, that doesn't work for everybody. Obviously some people, they get handed a role and that's just what it is. Your, your gimmick, your gimmick initially always just seemed to, to me to be kind of like an amplification of something, uh, that you connect with culturally and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amalgamation of all my influences. Yeah. Man, you know? But it also, also I gotta, I gotta come. Okay. Uh, the Kukui thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kukui. that a little. It'll, yeah, um, and you give me shit about fucking depression. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I give you shit, man. I just, man, I just didn't really understand it. You didn't understand it, but you should because look what right. you're doing. Yeah, but that's more of like that came from a very real place, man. For the people that don't know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. that everybody. I feel like is doing a spooky gimmick nowadays. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I do. I don't think you went quite as overboard as you should have. Okay. okay. Trinity, Trinity actually said, "What do you think of this?" And I, I, I mm-hmm. said, "I think you should be doing this instead." But this is, yeah. this is a great idea. Well, I guess it's something that I always wanted to do. You know. Yeah. And it, again, I was so young in the business, rolling with the tides. It's like, oh, everybody's doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I. Maybe just go. Let me flex my creative muscles in a different kind of way. But it it definitely came from a very real place, though, because I, I everything I said in those promos to Albert mm-hmm. was real. Yeah, I felt all that fucking stuff, you know. Um, and anybody that don't cheap plug uh, to heavy metal wrestling on IWTV, go check out those shows and that program with me in One uh, ACH. But yeah, I, I and I still feel that way. You know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest with you. I don't talk to him as much as I do or used to, if at all anymore. You know, because it it's very much I felt abandoned. You know, I'm your friend. I was there for you the whole fucking time. I'm still there for you. Yeah. But now it's just like, yeah, you know, it's it's a whole fucking thing. But I needed to venture outside of Prince Adam. I needed to dig deep and go to that dark place, and that's just where that dark place led me. Yeah. You know. And um, I needed to be the ghoul, so to speak. I needed to be that evil that I think he saw me as, you know? Because, like, again, it's, like I said, it's very real. One of my well, the first talks he ever had to me as a mentor was, you know, you need to have a little bit of the evil in you in this business if you want to make it, you know? And that was when he was in the Fed. Yeah. And that's some, something that's always stuck with me. I'm like, man, do I... And that's I such a that? sad thing, too. It really yeah. is such yeah. a sad thing. It's like what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? it, and like I said, it it was like such a throwaway thing at the time. I was like, man, man, well, I want to make money. I want to get over. I love this fucking thing. But then when the shit really came down to it where I couldn't be there for Vert, I realized, yeah, man, I'm tainted. You know? That's what it is. We're all going to be tainted in this fucking business, you know? It's yeah. ugly. Do you think there's no coming back? There's definitely coming back. There's redemption. There, I would hope so. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, there's red in my ledger. 
You know? Yeah. It's just what it is. I'm not a fucking beacon of hope for people. I'm not a fucking shining light for people. I'm a terrible person, you I know? think most people are. Yeah, you know? I'm just real about it, you know? And if people get the skeletons get dug up, I'm going to own the shit. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's what... I did all that. And it's what it is. Held me accountable to whatever you think I should be held accountable to to the same fucking standard, you know? That's just how it's got to be. But all that keyed into what I was trying to do and perform as, you know what I mean? Granted, the match, I'm always appreciative of working uh, Albert ACH and just being in there with the world-class talent like that. I didn't really agree with how it went down, you know? I think it should have went down in another way. Um, and I'm not the guy that's like, oh, wins and losses, you know what I mean? Because I don't give a fuck about that. But I really think that hokey fucking ref bump and... <laughs> Everything in it didn't need to be in that no. match. It needed to be... Pure. P- yeah. It needed to be... There, there's a winner, there's a loser. Yeah. At that. And not, I not, did my best. If I, if I came up short, then I came up short. Not everything needs an excuse. Yeah. Not everything needs that, you know? Yeah. Not everything needs pro wrestling. Even though we're in a fucking pro wrestling canvas. But it, it didn't need it, you know? Well, sometimes I think in order to be good at what you're doing in this business, you have to do what people would least expect. So you kind of need to For sure. take a left turn. Yeah. And all that's in hindsight, obviously, 2020. Yeah. But, yeah, the El Kukui thing, I, maybe um, if it starts going into a direction where I can put the makeup on and the crown, the thorns, everywhere I go, I, f- I have a feeling it would probably cheapen it. But if I could... Um, do it and make it mean something. I'd like a crack at it. If you, hey, challenge is there, brother. Let's. I mean, you know me. I'm not, I'm I'm down for whatever. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think with that kind of thing, it is it is a very personable thing. You know. Um, so I might be just a little bit guarded about it, and like, gi- I'll give you the reins. You know. But I, I'm gonna be real hands on about it. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? okay. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind that at all, as long as it's not too like, "Hey, fuck you, we're doing this." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um, everyone does a fucking spooky gimmick. They do it poorly, and that's, that's part of the reason why, like, I kind of just always held my cards to my chest with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not. I'm not every motherfucker though. You know. Well, I'm gonna say thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. Um, yeah, man. If I could, good. if I could preface one thing, um, if y'all got mad at anything that we fucking said in this thing, then the boot must fit, right? Um, I'll be the first one to say that I, I've not been there. I've done shit in this business. I probably know fuck all about it, but I do know when people are being shitty. You know, you don't need to be <laughs> in this fucking business to know that. You know, at least I don't think you need to. Yeah. So. Clean your shit up, is all I'm saying. And if you don't want to book me no more, I could give a motherfuck. <laughs> well, on that note, I gotta <laughs> say I second all that shit, not that I'm getting booked. But uh, <laughs> if you have a problem with anything I said and it makes you not want to set through, uh, set a foot through my door, I don't give a fuck. Alright, we don't give up. Any- yeah, anyway. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thank, uh, thank you for joining Hell yeah. uh, us here. And, uh, We're you know. Sweep up the ashes of all the bridges we fucking burned down. <laughs> 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 Alright man. Well thanks thanks uh thanks again for being here. Thank you boss. Appreciate it.